Welcome to the Covenant People's Ministry. It is written that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. We invite you to study the scriptures with us, to learn about the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, the holy and anointed Lamb of God, the light of the world, the Savior of mankind. You can contact us with your questions and comments at covenantpeoplesministry.org or call us at 678-692-8870. You can also write to us at CPM Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia, 30205. We look forward to hearing from you, and we pray that these messages of truth touch your lives. If you have been moved by these biblical teachings, please visit our forums online at covenantpeoplesministry.org and sign up to follow us on our YouTube channel, Covenant People. Thank you for joining us for another CPM broadcast. And now, here is our pastor, Jeremy Visser, with our next Bible study. Hello again, dear kinsfolk, and thank you for joining me. Pastor Visser of the Covenant People's Church. And today we'll begin the first of a two-part series into the book of Obadiah. Now there's only 21 verses to be found within the entire book. And it's relatively short. In fact, I've covered it in the past in 2008. In one of the most unique sermons ever produced from Covenant People's Ministry and Outreach. And it is titled... Vision of Obadiah. Indeed, that was a Halloween broadcast, and we're nearing that time of year. So I felt compelled to look deeper into the book of Obadiah, because truth be told, my sermon from eight years ago titled Vision of Obadiah was pretty poor in quality. But the book of Obadiah is assumed to have been written in Palestine about 900 to 800 B.C. So a fair estimate is about a thousand years before Christ would come. And you will see as we progress through these first 11 verses at least, that the intent of Obadiah the prophet, whose name means worshiper of Yahweh or servant of Yah, was to gather together from all the Old Testament those pertinent prophecies against Esau, Edom. Now, perhaps before discussing this book, we should look deeper into who Esau, Edom is. In short, the book of Obadiah deals with the struggle that began in the womb between twin brothers, Esau and Jacob. Esau ultimately went on to become Edom, or his offspring are known as Edomites. But Jacob, on the other hand, became known as Israel. While Esau hated his birthright, Jacob struggled and contended for the birthright. And therefore, the book of Obadiah, it eventuates in a struggle between their respective descendants. And we read about this, of course, in Genesis chapter 25, 26, and 27. But there's hints of it here. For all the things that Esau did in withstanding his brother Jacob, well, the judgment is poured out here in the book of Obadiah. And Obadiah gathers these prophecies from Isaiah, Job, Habakkuk, 
Malachi, they're all intricately interlinked. And you will see what Obadiah brings forth can be found in certain instances verbatim from other Old Testament prophet books. But Esau angered Yahweh God, and in fact, in the twelfth and final minor prophet, we are instructed by Malachi that God loved Jacob, but he hates Esau. He hates Esau and his Edomite offspring forever. Why is that? Well, some of the reasons is that he was polygamous. He upset his parents because he married Hittite women. That's confirmed in Genesis chapter 26. He was a mighty hunter, whereas Jacob wasn't. He was a farmer and grew domestic animals. He's called Edom, but he hated his birthright. And the worst offense of all is found in Genesis chapter 26, at least in my estimation. We wonder why is it that Yahweh God hates Esau? Why is that reiterated even in the book of Romans? Well, I believe that answer is found right here in Genesis chapter 27, but verse 41, where we learn. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, The days of mourning for my father are at hand, and I will slay my brother Jacob. I will slay my brother Jacob. Very important because... We learn right here in the book of Obadiah, verse 10. For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. Cut off forever. So, the summary of Obadiah as a book is, as I said, it was written in Palestine about 900 to 800 years before Christ. The author is Obadiah the prophet, and that's confirmed in the first verse. Obadiah in Hebrew means, again, worshiper of Yahweh or servant of Yah. The Greek title, however, in the Septuagint is Obadiah, and the Latin term in the Vulgate is Abadias. Abadias. Now, at the end of the day, what we need to remember is that Obadiah was a servant of Yah. He was a servant of Yahweh. And we begin. In the book of Obadiah, chapter 1, verse 1. The vision of Obadiah. Thus saith the Lord El concerning Edom. We have heard a rumor from Yahweh, and an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Arise ye, and let us rise up against her in battle. In some manuscripts, this word rumor is report. That actually is a better rendering. Because it would read as such. We have heard a report from Yahweh. And an ambassador is sent among the heathen. Arise ye and let us rise up against her in battle. So, two things need to be confirmed before we move on. In the first verse of the book of the minor prophet Obadiah, we confirm the authorship. And that is Obadiah the minor prophet. The second thing we learn is the setting, and that is what? Come, let us rise up against her in battle, meaning this is the day of the Lord. Obadiah will gather all of these prophecies and even speak some new that all concern the descendants of Esau, mostly because Esau wanted to kill his brother, but he spawned the Edomites. 
he upset his parents, whereas Jacob did not. The vision of Obadiah, verse 2. Behold, I have made thee small among the heathen, thou art greatly despised. Now this word heathen means nations. And indeed, Esau's descendants, the Edomites, have been small. They've been a small group throughout history, in fact. They have been a group of cursed people that have been exiled from almost every continent in which they have possessed. And if you're wondering who modern Esau Edom is, well, I've done two studies on that. One titled, Jacob Have I Loved, the other titled, Esau Have I Hated. In short, Esau Edom is found within modern Jewry. And modern Jewry is small among the heathen, or the other nations, always will be, quite opposite of a promise made to Abraham and his Israelite offspring that would come from Jacob. And that is that in his seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed, and that his seed should be so numerous that if you could number every granule of sand on the seashore, or if you could count every star within the heavens, so could the seed of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob be numbered? In short, what I'm saying is, Esau is a small, wily group of people, whereas the Jacobites went on to become a multitude of nations, blessed of Yahweh. Blessed of Yahweh. Verse 3 here in the book of Obadiah. The pride of thine heart hath deceived thee, thou that dwellest in the clefts of the rock, whose habitation is high, that saith in his heart, who shall bring me down to the ground? Who says that? Esau, Edom, his descendants, have this mindset. Who shall bring me down to the ground? Meaning that they are lifted up within ego. They're lifted up in their own false sense of security as they make war with the saints. Just as Esau did Jacob, so also is this mindset found. Notice, the pride of thine heart has deceived thee. Pride. A mistake that even Satan made. The very mistake that caused him to be lifted up and say within his heart and be exalted because of his beauty. Also notice that the Edomites dwell within the clefts of the rock. And perhaps we don't have time today, but that references Petra, the Edomite capital, a city built within a stone mountain. And the ruins of Petra still exist today. They believed, that is, the Edomites, that if they could dwell within the cluster of the rock, their habitation would be on high and they could say within their heart, who will bring me down to the ground? Now, right about this time, that should remind you of a verse that is found in Revelation. In Revelation chapter 18, we read in verse 7, How much she hath glorified herself and lived deliciously, so much torment and sorrow give her, for she saith in her heart, I sit a queen, and am no widow, and shall see no sorrow. Therefore her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire. For strong is the Lord God who judges her. Now who is that? Well, this is the whore of Babylon itself, meaning that Esau, and his Edomite descendants have the same exact mindset as the whore of Babylon. They say, who shall bring me down to the ground? Verse 4. 
Though thou exalt thyself as the eagle, and though thou set thy nest among the stars, thence will I bring thee down, saith Yahweh. Yahweh will bring him down. Why? Well, point one should be this. In the minor prophet Malachi, this was a prophecy given a little bit later, indeed, but the ultimate fulfillment of what was spoken right here. In Malachi chapter 1, verse 4. Whereas Edom saith, we are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus saith Yahweh of hosts, they shall build, but I will throw down. And they shall call them the border of wickedness and the people against whom Yahweh hath indignation forever. So, though Esau exalts himself as an eagle, and though he sets himself among the nest of the stars, Yahweh promises to what? Quote, bring thee down, saith the Lord, end quote. Yahweh will make good on his promise. But that's not the only place. Consider also Habakkuk, the minor prophet, chapter 2. And I've done Habakkuk many years ago. But in Habakkuk, chapter 2, we learn in verse 9. Woe to him that coveteth an evil covetousness to his house, that he may set his nest on high, that he may be delivered from the power of evil. Is that not what's being discussed in Obadiah verse 4? Indeed it is. All of these woes that are pronounced are found within Esau Edom. Because Esau Edom encompasses the serpent seed line, the children of the devil. And perhaps we don't have time for that. But one more place before we move on to really drive home verse 4 here in the book of Obadiah. And that is Job chapter 20 verse 6 where we learn. Though his excellency mount up to the heavens and his head reach under the clouds, yet he shall perish forever like his own dung. They which have seen him shall say, where is he? So understand before we move on, really what the minor prophet Obadiah is saying here. The mindset of Esau back then and his descendants today is that no one can bring them down, that they're untouchable. That they're above the law. And it actually stands to reason because Satan, being the anointed cherub that covereth, was definitely over or above the law. <laughs> Not in the literal sense. But though he has this mindset, though he says, I will exalt myself, I'll put my nest among the stars, Yahweh will bring him down. And that is the general theme of Obadiah as a book. Why? Verse 5. If these came to thee, if robbers by night, how art thou cut off? Would they have not stolen till they had had enough? If the grape gatherers came to thee, would they not leave some grapes? Would they not leave some grapes? Now, notice, I want you to understand something right here. Obadiah is quoting this from the major prophet Jeremiah. And this is a direct quote from Jeremiah chapter 49. So please turn there. Thank you for listening to the Covenant People's Ministry broadcast. If you have enjoyed hearing the message of the gospel and would like to be a part of our fellowship, be sure to write to us at CPM Post Office Box 256 Brooks, Georgia 30205 or give us a call at 678-692-8870. You can also visit us on the web at covenantpeoplesministry.org 
where you will find direct access to our extensive selection of audio sermons. You can also listen to Pastor Visser by Godcast on your mobile audio devices. Our sermons and videos are made possible by your tithes and offerings. If you wish to support this ministry, please make your checks or money orders payable to Covenant People's Ministry or use the donate button on our website to use PayPal. Remember that Jesus Christ is our all and is an all that have been renewed in His Holy Spirit. So we hope that you will allow Him to lead your life and help to build His church so that when He returns, He will find faith upon this earth. We urge you to be a living example of Christian faith and apply His words to your lives. It has been a pleasure to have you with us, and now we will return to Pastor Visser's Bible study message. But in Jeremiah chapter 49, there is also prophecy against Esau Edom. For example, Jeremiah chapter 49, verse 7. Concerning Edom, thus saith the El of hosts, or Yahweh of hosts. Is wisdom no more in Tamon? Is counsel perished from the prudent? Is their wisdom vanished? Verse 9. If grape gatherers come to thee, would they not leave some gleaning grapes? If thieves by night, they will destroy till they have had enough. Next verse. But I have made Esau bare. I have uncovered his secret places. And he shall not be able to hide himself. His seed is spoiled, and his brethren, and his neighbors, and he is not. Some manuscripts say he is no more. That's what's being said here, and this is why the Hebrew minor prophet, worshiper of Yahweh, brings this quote right here. If these had come to thee, wouldn't they at least glean until they had enough? But the way of the locust armies, for example, is to leave nothing, no branch, no leaf, no bud even for the next year. That also is a trait of Esau Edom. It's never enough. He's never satiated. And had grape gatherers come, they would have at least left some gleaning grapes as commanded within the law of God. Verse 6. How are the things of Esau searched out? How are his hidden things sought up? How... Is Esau searched out and how is the hidden thing sought up? Nothing is hidden with Yahweh God. Understand that. And we're about to get into some specifics. But remember at the beginning of this lecture, part one, I told you that Yahweh loved Jacob but hated Esau. And it was foretold, it was prophecy given to Rebekah, his mother, that the elder should serve the younger. Because Yahweh God knew the difference. He even said as such in his prophecy as it's found in Genesis chapter 25, verse 23, two nations, two manner of men, wrestle within her womb. And truly, that is bore out by Genesis, by the accounts, and by many other apocryphal books even. They all claim Esau is cursed, how his hidden things are sought up. Obadiah verse 7, All the men of thy confederacy have brought thee even to the border. The men that were at peace with thee have deceived thee and prevailed against thee. They that eat thy bread have laid a wound under thee. There is none understanding in him. What does this mean? This means that Esau reaps what he sows. And my friend, this is a concept that is taught from Genesis to Revelation. 
Christ says you will reap what you sow as well. What you do unto others will ultimately, at least in judgment, be rendered back on your head. Now, some of the prophecies here that are going to be given, as I've already proven, are quoted from Jeremiah chapter 49. And you should study that entire chapter in your own free time because it has parts that aren't found here within Obadiah. There's no understanding within them. That's the point. You make a deal with the devil. You make a deal with the heathen nations or the non-covenant people. You marry within them. You breed within them, even, as Esau did. Don't be surprised. Don't be surprised. It's taught by Proverbs, chapter 3, 5, 7. What happens to those that go after the strange flesh, that anger Yahweh God, that serve other gods? Don't be surprised. What we're about to read is the fulfillment of prophecy, and it will come to pass. Verse 8. Shall I not in that day, saith Yahweh, even destroy the wise men out of Edom, stopping right there. What we need to understand is that there are wise men in Edom. They are wise, they are subtle, and they're able through pride, ego, pomp, and arrogance to deceive. To deceive. But notice also verse 8, Shall I not in that day? What day? The day of the Lord. And that's what Obadiah is about. That's what Jeremiah chapter 49 is about. Ezekiel chapter 25 There's so many books that reference how much Yahweh hates Esau and what will ultimately happen in the day of the Lord before the restoration of Israel. So, with that in mind, verse 8, Shall I not in that day, saith Yahweh, even destroy the wise men of Esau, Edom, and understanding out of the mount of Esau? The Mount of Esau. As I briefly mentioned, this is known as Petra. In fact, E. Raymond Cap wrote a great book on Petra, the Edomite capital. And if you require further study on that, definitely order a copy of that. But Isaiah chapter 29, verse 13. Wherefore Yahweh said, For as much as this people draw near me with their mouth and with their lips do honor me, but have removed their heart far from me, and their fear toward me is taught by the precept of men. Therefore, behold, I will proceed to do a marvelous work among this people, even a marvelous work and a wonder, for the wisdom of their wise men shall perish, and the understanding of their prudent men shall be hid. Woe unto them that seek deep to hide their counsel from Yahweh, and their works are of the dark. That's what we're referencing here. Esau had evil things. Esau will be destroyed and everything will be laid bare. There are no secrets, no unsolved mysteries with Yahweh God. Every thought that you had, every idle word that you spoke, my friend. So, very important business. Shall I not in that day, meaning the day of the Lord, saith Yahweh, even destroy the wise men of Edom and understanding out of the mount of Esau? Wise men. There are wise men among Esau, Edom. And let me interject here that the Edomite knows how to sin and how to promote sin, oftentimes better than the Israelite knows how to resist sin. So that's something we need to consider. They have more practice in doing their evil than we do in doing righteousness. But consider Job chapter 5. In Job chapter 5, we learn beginning in verse 12. He disappointeth the devices of the crafty, 
so that their hands cannot perform their enterprise. He taketh the wise in their own craftiness, and the counsel of the froward is carried headlong. They meet with darkness in the daytime and grope in the noonday. So you understand what's being said there? Esau will reap what he sowed against his brother Jacob. And that includes not only Esau against his brother or his younger brother Jacob, twin brother, but also the Edomites and their offenses against us, the Israelites, throughout time. So, remember that. Shall I not in that day destroy the wise men? There are wise men in Esau, Edom. Verse 9, here in the book of Obadiah. And thy mighty men, O T-men, shall be dismayed, to the end that every one of the mount of Esau may be cut off by slaughter. Dismayed in the fact that they finally reap what they sow, that in that ultimate battle against the saints and they that <laughs> worship the beast, well, they're also cut off by slaughter. does not matter if they hide themselves within the mountain or the mount of Esau. They will be destroyed. Why? Verse 10. For thy violence against thy brother Jacob, shame shall cover thee, and thou shalt be cut off forever. Now, I want you to notice this. Esau's mindset is, I can't be touched. Who can bring me down? Though I exalt myself as the eagle, no man can bring me down, right? And then Obadiah reminds the Edomites, if these had come to thee, even robbers by night, they would have left some grapes. Why? Because that's the law of God. Esau wouldn't. Esau would strip his brother bare. But all of this is the ultimate fulfillment of prophecies that were given. And I already covered this in Genesis chapter 27, verse 41. Esau wanted to kill Jacob, right? But consider also Ezekiel chapter 25, where we learn in verse 12. Thus saith the Lord El, because that Edom hath dealt against the house of Judah by taking vengeance and hath greatly offended and revenged himself upon them, Therefore, thus says the Lord El, I will stretch out mine hand upon Edom, and I will cut off man and beast from it, and I will make it desolate from Taman, and they of Dadan shall fall by the sword. And I will lay my vengeance upon Edom by the hand of my people Israel. Where is that? Well, that's Ezekiel chapter 25, roundabout verse 12. The Israelites will ultimately destroy the Edomites. In the day of the Lord. For their violence against his brother Jacob. One more place to consider. Amos chapter 1. Where we learn in verse 11. Thus saith Yahweh. For three transgressions of Edom. And for four. I will not turn away the punishment thereof. Because he did pursue his brother with the sword. And did cast off all pity. And his anger did tear perpetually. And he kept his wrath forever. That's why. Esau was not forgiving. But forgiveness is a trait of the Israelites or the Jacobites. For thy violence. Now what we've proven so far is in less than 10 verses. Obadiah has assembled quotes from Isaiah chapter 29. Job chapter 5 verse 12. Jeremiah chapter 49 verse 9. Ezekiel chapter 25 verse 12. Amos chapter 1, verse 11. All of these verses and brought them together. And there's more than that. We've covered some of them. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 9. Job chapter 20, verse 6. 
Because this book, all 21 verses, is meant to be a rebuke against Esau and his Edomite offspring. So we're going to end here at the end of part one in verse 11. And we're also going to pick it up in part two in this same verse, verse 11, where we learn in the book of Obadiah, in that day that thou stoodest on the other side, in the day that the strangers carried away captive his forces, and foreigners entered into his gates, and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou was one of them. Now does it make sense as to why Yahweh God hates Esau, but loved Jacob? Esau was part of that. Esau stood with the strangers because he intermarried within them. He married Hittite women, according to Genesis chapter 26, verse 34. He angered Isaac and Rebekah, his mother, in that process. But in that day, he was one of them. And what do we learn in the 83rd Psalm, beginning in verse 5? For they have consulted together with one consent. They are confederate against thee. The tabernacles of Edom and the Ishmaelites, of Moab and the Hagarenes, Gabal and Ammon and Amalek and the Philistines with the inhabitants of Tyre. What did we learn? They have a confederacy against not only our God, but against our race, against our people, being the Israelites. In that day that thou stoodest on the other side, in that day when the strangers carried away captive his, Jacob's forces, and foreigners or heathens entered into his gates and cast lots upon Jerusalem, even thou was one of them. And in my estimation, probably second to the fact that Esau wanted to kill his brother Jacob, that is why we learn at the beginning of Malachi, chapter 1, verse 2, Was not Esau Jacob's brother? Thus saith Yahweh. Yet I loved Jacob, and I hated Esau, and I laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. It should make sense. Everything that we do against God's chosen people, being the Israelites or the descendants of Jacob the man, it's as if we're doing it to Yahweh God himself. And it stands to reason. Israel are the bride. Yahshua is the bridegroom. Yahweh God is jealous over us with a godly jealousy. And we don't have time to look into that today. So I hope that you will join me again for the second and final part of our look into this book of Obadiah. Because there's much to learn here as far as concerning our enemy and their destruction at the end of days. So, until next time, this is Pastor Visser from Brooks, Georgia, and the Covenant People's Church, wishing you and yours great studies. War for Christ. Amen. Covenant People's Ministry Thank you for listening to this message. We hope that you have enjoyed studying with us. Remember the words that Christ has given, that wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. We hope that you will gather together with us at the online ministry's website, which is covenantpeoplesministry.org, and share your Christian testimonies, or ask questions and enjoy biblical fellowship. You can also order CDs of Pastor Visser's Bible study lessons and enjoy many other Christian resources through the church's website. 
If you would like to write to us, send your comments and queries to Covenant People's Ministry, Post Office Box 256, Brooks, Georgia 30205, or reach us by telephone at 678-692-8870. We thank you for your prayers and offerings, and we pray that all of you have been touched by these messages and continue to share the words of the gospel with your friends and family. Thanks again, and may the love of Christ abide in you and yours forever and ever. Amen.